Hello, my beautiful podcast family, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. So today I wanted to come at you with um, a chronic condition that maybe a few of you suffer from. I am not officially diagnosed, um, but I could tell you I probably have this, <laughs> and you might too. It's um, I don't want to say it's not serious, but it's probably something that a lot of people deal with, and as you know, with any chronic condition, a lot of the time on the outside, you can look perfectly normal, and people have a hard time um, saying that you deal with something unless you look physically sick. Um, I mean, look at Chadwick Boseman, for instance. I mean, he had cancer. He was dealing with cancer. He kept it on the DL. Um, he was getting very skinny and people critiqued him and said that he was using drugs. He was using heroin, um, cocaine, all these ridiculous things. And he was silently fighting the cancer battle. Um, which is a shame and I admire his, you know, effort to keep up this this pleasant e experience so he didn't have to bring everybody down. So I feel like a lot of people with not only chronic conditions but who just suffer from things, even mental um, disorders and things like that, we try to hide it because we don't want to be a burden to other people. You have both ends of the spectrum. You can either pretend everything's okay so then people don't necessarily believe you when you're having a bad day. For instance, I have a pretty high pain tolerance so people tend to not take me seriously if I am in a lot of pain because I try not to make a big deal out of it because what's it going to do? Um, but then on the other end of the spectrum, if you do express your feelings about it, um, most people, unless they suffer from something chronic as well, aren't going to understand. And they'll either say, oh, okay, whatever, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Um, or, I don't know, maybe they'll just look at you as lazy or less of a human being. Um, or you'll get babied all together. <laughs> so, you know, you're kind of in this this rut and I get frustrated sometimes too. And I'm like, what do you want me to do to make you understand what I'm going through? I can't make you feel what I'm feeling. Um, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> but the the disorder that I'm, I want to talk about is PMDD. So this is obviously for the females out there. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder. PMDD is basically PMS on steroids. <laughs> um, I didn't really think I was like, oh, maybe I'm just being a hypochondriac. But I went into a support group um, on Reddit of women that have it. And they were just posting some funny memes and sharing their experiences. And I was like, oh, my God, this is me. Um, and yes, you can have PCOS, which is a big broad blanket term for, you know, irregular periods, cysts on the ovaries, insulin resistance, um, hormonal imbalances. You can have that with PMDD. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have strictly one or the other, um, especially, especially since PCOS is such a blanket statement. And to be honest with you, over the past, I'd say year, year and a half, my periods have been getting better in the sense that they've been more regulated. I do track my periods, but it is still very hit or miss. Um, for instance, I I will maybe have 
I don't know. I can range from this last cycle. It was good. I had a 42-day cycle. That is a short cycle for me. Most people should be 28 to 35 days. That's the quote-unquote average. So I had a 42, 43-day cycle. Um, I was aware of my symptoms. And I can go as long as like 80 days within the past year. And then in the past past, I was as far as like six months. Um, But since I haven't been on birth control, my body has adjusted. You know, I'm working out. I'm trying to focus on de-stressing, good sleep, um, decent nutrition, all those fun things. It it really has helped me out. Another eye-opener for all of you people that maybe want to dive into your period more to understand it, whether it's regular or not, would be the Period Repair Manual by Laura Bryden. I love it. Um, I've read a couple period books where they push all these weird um, herbal supplements on you that are like hard to find or they're super expensive or their own supplements. Um, but Laura Bryden, she really just breaks down um, the black and white of what happens and why it happens. And she doesn't push any herbal supplements on you. She kind of goes on the science of things. Yes, she will suggest certain basic things like magnesium or something like that. But that's readily available. Our body needs that. Um, And she talks, like I said, more of the reason behind things. And one thing I wanted to point out that I found very interesting was whatever symptoms you're experiencing on your period right now. And this really threw me off. And I think that's why I got so frustrated was from 100 days ago so pretty much three months ago okay because your egg goes through a 90 to 100 day life cycle so that egg that releases on your period is from like three months ago so whatever you were doing three months ago is now what you're experiencing so if you were extremely stressed three months ago but now you're in a great place and you're like why am i missing my period this used to happen to me and i'd be like why i'm doing everything right but i have this bad period like what's going on and it's because a couple months ago you were in a stress position so now when I look at my symptoms of what I'm having I'm like okay where was I at three months ago what was I doing if it's better I'm gonna keep doing more of that um now don't get me wrong I think I've heard now this is not personal experience but I do hear of people that like have their period clockwork god bless them and they might be like oh well I was stressed last week so mine's a little late that's a possibility but for some of us gals with irregular periods, I would probably refer to that 100-day cycle method because, um, you know, that's a long time for that egg to develop and a lot of stuff can happen in three months. Um, so just be aware. That was probably the number one thing that I learned from her book that I found fascinating um, and I use it <laughs> to this day for sure. But the point that I was getting at with my, my periods getting more regulated was the fact that now that they are kind of somewhat more regular, I'd say I'm within the 40 to 60 day range. If you have those long periods of time without a period, it seems great. You're like, oh, wow, you don't have to deal with a period every month. That's cool. But you kind of forget what it's like to have a period. <laughs> um, you know, once you're on your 80, 90 days without one, you're like, why do I feel like shit? And there, you don't really have a chance 
to see any patterns in your symptoms um, because it's just so far apart you kind of forget you know but now that they're getting closer and closer together I can kind of tell now I have a slight cycle now that I've educated myself on the phases and what you should experience in each phase which is a shame that they don't really teach it as in depth as they should um, in school or have these resources more available to you like with anything in life right (laughs) Um, But now that I'm more on this routine, I've been starting to notice symptoms. Um, And this is more of lately, I'd say, within the past six months. And, you know, with PMDD, just like everything else, it's pretty much like with PCOS, managed with exercise, de-stressing. You can go to therapy um, to work through any mental issues. And you can, like, take different supplements to help ease period symptoms. Pretty much. Um... As of right now. But recently, I've been noticing... So, if I have a 40 or 60 day cycle... Let's say you only have one week of PMS. If I have a 60 day cycle as opposed to a 28 day cycle... I might have two or three weeks of PMS. Because my my cycle is drawn out. And for me personally, I've noticed that my body does try to ovulate... For at least a week or so. When other people, that might look like two or three days... So picture your cycle extended, like times two or three. Um, That's how I at least perceive it um, as far as like consistency of discharge goes and as far as symptoms and stuff goes. But what I've been noticing is maybe two or three weeks prior to my period, um, I start to feel exhausted your normal PMS symptoms, but times it by two, like exhausted. We just went to North Carolina and I was a couple days away from getting my period. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm due to get my period. But you know, it never comes on time. Of course, I was on vacation at the beach and it came on time. But we were on the drive down. I was exhausted, like exhausted. I could not even think properly. It was a brain fog. Derek was talking to me in the car He'll tell you, I was like blank staring and it's like, it was almost as if I was drunk. Um, He was talking to me and I could barely kind of process what he was saying and to think of a good answer was really tough. And so that's just one of the things I experienced is that extreme exhaustion, that brain fog. Um, I also think that the world is out to get me. I think everyone hates me. Um, I get very like repressed. I curl up in this ball and I'm just like, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to talk to me. I can't even describe the feeling. It's just there. And no matter, there's no amount of self-care. There's no amount of mental work through that can make it feel better. It just, it just is. It's like a flip, a switch flips in my brain. And these symptoms in particular are very hard to deal with as a personal trainer. This isn't a sob story. This is just me kind of explaining the situation. I socialize with people every day. I'm training people. And it's almost like you have to put on a front and push all those negative thoughts aside. um, That, oh my god, this person doesn't like me. I'm not a good enough trainer. I'm exhausted. And with the brain fog, trying to think of like correcting their form and stuff on top of getting my own workouts in and nutrition and all that, it's like I'm dragging through. 
Um, and it comes in this cycle, which sucks. <laughs> and unfortunately, nobody else understands. I get people going, oh, well, not everybody, but there's this couple people that are like, oh, well, why all of a sudden aren't you as peppy? Why all of a sudden aren't you working out as hard? What's wrong with you? And it's like, listen, I'm doing my best. So for all you people out there who may suffer from something chronic, you will understand that you're trying 110%. And I'm telling you, whatever I give you on that day is my personal best for that day. And it sucks too, because I have a lot of fun ideas for my business for this podcast. And a lot of those get put on the back burner. And it's never going to be like I'm quitting, you know. Um, There's another woman in the fitness industry. If you, well, you guys probably won't follow. Because for any of my personal trainer people out there, there's a website um, called the Personal Trainer Development Center. It's made by Jonathan Goodman. And they actually have a podcast called The Online Trainer Show. And they kind of goof around. But it's a fun talk show podcast. And there's actually three people on there. And, you know, John Goodman, he's the one who makes the trainer site. And they talk about things for online personal training. And there's one girl on there, um, Catalina Belmares. And she talks about how she struggles with, like, ADHD, um, anxiety, depression. And she gets those cycles as well. Um, and she actually runs her business around those cycles and she plans for it. So when she's feeling good, she gets all the work done. And when she's feeling bad, she lets her business run itself. And that's kind of a point that I want to get to because sometimes you got to work around it. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Sometimes you got to work around that stuff, right? Like right now I am in the middle of my period. And usually once that period hits a couple of days after I start to get my energy back, I feel so well rested. I can think, um, I feel good. <laughs> but before some of the other symptoms, I mean, oh my God, my back was killing me. It felt like, it felt like I pulled something in my back, but it's from my period. It's from the swelling and things ready to come out. <laughs> um, I get a very heavy period. Um, Sometimes it's worse than others, but we were at the grocery store. I put a pad in maybe 30, 40 minutes before I left. I was bleeding through it. I was so embarrassed because I had a stain on the back of my shorts. I had to run out of the store and I got a stain on the seat. (laughs) That's just the reality of it. And um, sometimes it feels like I'm going to get a yeast infection a couple days before it happens. And then I do end up getting my periods that's fun so it's not really a yeast infection it's just that change in hormones so I get all these symptoms and some of them you know you may be thinking that's just normal PMS symptoms but like I said picture cranking it up like doubling it and um let me read you the description of uh PMDD a severe, sometimes disabling ext- extension of premenstrual syndrome. Premenstrual dysphoric disorder is a severe form of premenstrual syndrome that includes physical and behavioral symptoms that usually resolve with the onset of menstruation. PMDD causes extreme mood shifts that can disrupt work and damage relationships. Symptoms include extreme sadness, hopelessness, irritability, or anger. Plus common menstrual, premenstrual syndrome symptoms such as breast tenderness and bloating. Drugs and lifestyle changes may help. And they say that there's more than 3 million cases per year. Um, usually self-diagnosable. And yeah, it's one of those things. You know my stance on doctors. 
I like building a relationship with a doctor. However, the healthcare system, as far as how much you need to pay, you need to wait six months to get in with a doctor. Then they have to refer you to a specialist. Then you tell the specialist your symptoms just for them to tell you what you already know. In this case, um, I'm going to put a generic self-diagnosis on myself. And as far as treatments go, like I said, um, self-care, physical exercise and stress management. You can do cognitive behavioral therapy um, or medication is birth control, anxiety for dep- um I'm sorry, medication for anxiety and depression and anxiolytic. Anxiolytic. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Oh, release anxiety and tension and may promote sleep. So those are the things that are recommended. And I'm not a big person on taking those um, because usually most times it makes me feel worse than it does better. <laughs> But as far as physical symptoms go, um, I was having a lot of breast tenderness, which is pretty normal for me. Um, That's just a sign of, you know, your hormones fluctuating. Um, But another thing that I noticed was um, water retention. I, granted, I've been eating a little bit more lately because I've been just hungrier and my, my training has been a little bit more intense, but then it was thrown off, you know, by this PMS. Um... So I didn't feel like doing anything. And the past two times that I've had my period especially, I felt absolutely exhausted. Like I couldn't even pick up a five or ten pound dumbbell. It felt exhausting. <laughs> um, and it's funny, like it's, like I said, as soon as your period is like a flip of a switch and I'm you know deadlifting 185 pounds again, unfortunately. And it's something that in my personal body I know that I can't push through um, because it's not really worth it. Um, but the, the bloating and the holding on to water, it sucks because with PMDD, if you look at it, you get your period symptoms times two, but then you experience anxiety and depression. And a lot of the times you don't think anxiety and depression, um, link up with your period. You think that's like a mental disorder, right? Well, I mean, it does make sense because your hormones are off balance. So it's probably all linked somehow. But I more so would think that I had depression or anxiety. And as of recently, I would say it was more under control. But as I was getting the more regular periods, it seems to pop up more in that PMDD range. Those two, three weeks before I get my period. And unfortunately, everybody's different. But it seems like, especially for me too, I only get... A week or two straight of maybe feeling what I would consider normal. And something big that that confirms this for me is, like, let's say there's a situation that happens that's supposed to be stressful, okay? Um, I don't know. Just you're having, like, bad day events, okay? And it's something stupid. The reason I can tell that it's hormone based is because these bad things happen during my period. I freak out, flip out. I'm on the edge of my seat. That was the last straw when I'm not on my period and I'm on those good one to two weeks, I can handle it. No problem. And that's the thing that gives me shock is, is in the good times, 
I, it's effortless for me. (laughs) It's like the things happen and I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. I can handle this. So that's a big indicator um, for anything emotional. If you notice if it's hormonal or not, Um, that's something that's really hard to explain to a lot of people is especially look at with yourself is if you have something hormonal it's almost like you don't have control over what's happening there may be some things that make it a little bit better um but ultimately you don't have control with anxiety with depression you know they say you know don't worry so much or just be happier move more do this but truly if you do have that hormonal imbalance there's not much that's going to improve it if it does it's going to be temporarily and i don't mean to say that in um, a negative tone i mean to say that these people if you're listening who are experiencing things like this they're trying their best um and i always feel terrible because i feel like i'm not myself in those times and i'm not giving my best but in the time being i'm doing the best that i can um unfortunately (laughs) so I give my best but I feel like to other people on the outside it looks more more inconsistent and I was when I was reading in those threads they were talking about bipolarness and the one male therapist a woman had she was diagnosed with PMDD she was originally diagnosed with bipolar disorder but they later found out it was pmdd and again like with pcos there's people that experience it way more severe there's people who have it more minor and it's somewhat of a blanket statement at this point too i mean it's definitely more definitive than pcos but as with any female thing they don't they don't research it as much so there's not as much information on it right now and females are i mean we're all different we're so inconsistent with variables and hormone levels and things like that it's hard to pinpoint um a set uh diagnosis and things like that but yeah so so the therapist was like oh my god thank you for opening my eyes to pmdd there's so many of my patients now that i can actually diagnose with pmdd disorder and not um not bipolar so it's kind of been eye-opening to me not that much will change for me um i still like to focus more on you know self-care mental health de-stressing being healthy um and starting with the foundations but mentally especially for some of you guys too i think putting a name to what you're feeling makes you feel less crazy (laughs) to say the least it makes you feel a lot better knowing that there is some sort of reason behind this and knowing what it is so you can know what to expect um even with your period in general sometimes you can feel over the place if you're not tracking it but once you know the phases once you know what happens in each phase and your energy might be a little bit lower in a certain phase you can't get your workouts in or you're craving all these foods It makes it seem a little bit more manageable. So that's kind of the reason that I'm sharing that with you today is I'm I don't know how many people actually know about this disorder Um, from what I've been reading. Not a whole lot unless you look into it. Um, So I'm hoping that maybe if you are experiencing this, you have a little bit ease of mind now knowing like, okay, this is an actual condition. I don't just have depressed i'm not just depressed for some reason or i'm not just anxiety it may be more so related 
to my period. I mean, if you notice that you're experiencing these extreme symptoms right before you get your period, a week to three weeks, I mean, that could be very well what it is. Um, and there are groups where you can join to, you know, chat about it so you don't feel alone. You can see other people's experience experiences. Um, but things like communicating with people and the social life is probably, for me, the hardest part. Just because as a trainer, I do have to be social. And sometimes, a big chunk of the time, I don't feel like myself. And it's hard to control. Um, so, yeah, it's a struggle. <laughs> um and again, this isn't meant to be a sob story. This isn't meant me going, oh my god, look at me. Um, or me being a hypochondriac either. Like, oh my god, look at all these problems I have. No. Um, I've always struggled with period issues. I've always struggled with hormone issues. My family comes from, on my mom's side, she had Graves' disease. I've mentioned this before in my previous podcasts about periods and PCOS and stuff. But... My mom had Graves' disease. She had to get her thyroid removed completely. She had hyper and hypothyroidism before that. My grandma had um, Graves' disease. My uncle has Graves' disease. So um, there is a history of it. And even my grandma on my father's side, I believe, might have been bipolar. But who knows? That was a while ago. Um, in the early, you know, mid-1900s, the 70s, the 80s even too. Um, that could have gone undiagnosed. A lot of things weren't as well known as they are now. Uh, but I do have a history of hormonal imbalances in my family. So I'm more aware of it. And like I said, it's something that I do struggle with. And I know there's so many women out there that do. Um, and they just kind of suck it up, <laughs> which stinks. I know us women are strong. We deal with quite a lot. Um, but for me, I hope that sharing my experience can kind of give you some insight. Because I like when people that I follow or listen podcasts to, um, they share their experiences. Because if I can relate to it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not alone. This is a real thing. Um... And, and it gives you, you know, some grounding and a reason behind everything. So that is what I have been thinking about lately is the PMDD, um, another part in the Tina's irregular period hormonal symptoms uh, little trilogy that she has right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you guys think that you suffer from any of this? I would love to know. Um, what you can do is you can shoot me an email. It's in the show notes. You can message me on Instagram. Again, my Instagram profile is in the show notes. Um, discuss. I, I love hearing your stories. I love offering advice from my birth control and my PCOS podcast. I've had quite a few of you reach out to me um, with your stories and, and just a couple questions. And, you know, I like to share with you guys. So I'm totally open for that. Even if you just want to vent or rant or say, hey, that's me too. I am totally cool with that. So feel free. Um, also, that just about wraps up our podcast, so I want to remind you that you can give this a review on iTunes. It really does help me out, guys, if you do shoot me um, a review. It takes a couple minutes um, on iTunes, so just be sure to rate it five stars. Leave a nice little review. If you screenshot it, um, I will give you 20% off any of my programs. 
just screenshot, send it to me, email it to me, whatever, because it does take some time to show up um, under the reviews, so it's just easier if you screenshot. Okay, guys, so that about wraps it up. Yay for periods and hormones. (laughs) Um, Until next time, though, guys, I will see you again. Bye now.